Jason Cassidy, CEO of Game Credits and Genesis World Metaverse. Hey, Jason, glad to have you with us. How are you? I'm very good, George. Thank you for having me back. Uh, things have been really good for both myself, Game Credits, and obviously the NFT and Metaverse space. So I'm excited okay. to get into some of the crazy stuff that's been going on. We've, it's been about a year since we've talked and feels like a century of activities happened in that yeah. one year. So this is going to be a good session. Yeah, time in cryptocurrency goes through, I don't know, a really fast paced. It has nothing to do with time in the real world, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. So for our audience, uh, do you mind uh, giving us a small brief about yourself? Sure. And I'll also give a little bit of background on game credits because there's some interesting yep. history there. So I got into the space in late 2012, which I suppose in the year 2021 is pretty ancient. Um, yeah. Kind of like the OG status. And I've watched the industry grow up from being Mt. Gox and a handful of exchanges, just trading a couple of cryptocurrencies on coin market cap to what we have today, which is a whole nother world. And I'm really excited about that. So my career took me where I started in Canada. Uh, I formed Crypto Consultant, was Canada's first Bitcoin consultancy back in 2013. And I'll kind of skip past most of those years, but every year that I spent in the space, I've learned something new, whether it was working with an exchange, creating a cryptocurrency, working with wallet software, being part of ICOs. But the biggest piece of my career that I think has got me excited, and I can tell now after 10 years in the space, I was waiting. And a lot of, I think, crypto people were waiting for the advent of non-fungible tokens. The other side of crypto, we've got the fungible side that dominated for the first yeah. seven, eight years. And now there's a lot of us that are saying, hey, I'm a collector. I was doing that as a child. This speaks to me. And now I'm going to get in and actually add the crypto component. So for myself, since 2017, when I was introduced to NFTs, it's just been a real joy. I love the industry a lot. Probably a little bit more, not a lot more, but a little bit more because it's now touching areas that I started as a child. And I've watched now the collectible space. The collectible. The, yeah. Uh, the gaming space, the art space, a lot of, even with the metaverse, which we'll talk about, a lot of areas that I was told as a child were going to eventually come and happen. Now they're starting to happen as an adult. So it's really exciting to be part of that experience. And that's really what's led me to game credits. We uh, were a legacy blockchain. We were formed in February of 2014. So again, uh, a lot of history there with myself and the companies I get involved with. So we're the first gaming cryptocurrency in history. And we moved to the Ethereum network right around the time George that you and I talked last summer and yep, I remember yeah and back then it was um, still early days but we were at the point where as a company we felt it was time to move to Ethereum because it had the best platform for NFTs and we also felt that that would give us a head start with the metaverse and the metaverse was something that at game credits we've been talking about for a couple years and when we talk about Genesis Worlds later in the, the conversation George We'll go into a little bit of its history. This is something we've been working on for several years. So it's a hot topic now. Uh, Facebook's come out with Meta. You're seeing uh, a lot of big corporations following suit, getting in, whether they're going to do their own metaverse or they're jumping into an existing metaverse like Decentraland or the Sandbox. So there's a lot of people coming out saying, hey, we're going to build a metaverse. This is the next big thing. And they're right. The interesting thing about Game Credits was we were definitely thinking about that well before Facebook was putting that on the radar. And I believe that when you actually see what Genesis Worlds is a year and a half from now, when you're actually using it as a functional metaverse, the difference in quality in gameplay, 
and continuity is going to show. All right. All right. Thank you very much for this uh, brief introduction. And since we talked about, uh, you said about Meta, like, what do you think about Facebook's Metaverse? Like, do you think, is this going to succeed or is this going to be fully centralized? Is it worth it anyway? It's probably one of the best questions that could be answered right now if you care about the Metaverse. Uh, Facebook has a massive reach. Yeah, uh, I definitely. Think And there's about 8 billion people on the planet and Facebook has gotten to the hearts of minds of well over a billion, I believe. So they certainly have the platform to push a metaverse. And the concern, I think, with people in the crypto community that have really started to push the decentralized aspect of what a metaverse could be, there's concern that Facebook is going to come in and, as you mentioned, centralize this experience so that a lot of people today that... They may have heard about the metaverse, but they haven't experienced yet. They don't have any Ethereum wallet. They don't have yep. any cryptocurrency experience. Their first foray into the metaverse could very well be when they log into Facebook as they normally do. And they see a little tab that says join meta. And now their, their experience of the metaverse is a centralized system where they don't really get to have a lot of the freedom and the fun that decentralization and blockchain technology is offering blockchain gaming. So I believe you're going to have a camp that is on the fence. You're going to have a camp that's very supportive of a centralized system. You're going to have a lot of crypto people that are a little bit leery. And I probably, I try to keep an open mind, George, but I am going to be very, I'll be watching with a cautious eye. Facebook yep. has a lot of ground that they want to make up in a short amount of time. And how they do it, I think, is going to have a big impact on how society feels about what a metaverse is. Yeah, I, I think we are at the same point that we were back in the days early days of crypto with Ripple, for example. Uh, most hardcore cryptocurrency users didn't like crypto. And so we are at the same point now with Meta, the centralized version, because Ripple was a banking uh, coin. But uh, in the end of the day, they are just pushing the metaverse to the people. So, so many people will uh, get into the metaverse through Facebook, which can reach out to them in contrast to most cryptocurrency projects that don't have that reach but enough for meta and let's talk about more serious things uh, which is genesis world so what are you guys building here it's a good question uh genesis worlds is game credits version of what a metaverse could be and we're going to go into what exactly genesis worlds encapsulates before we do though One of the differences I think about game credits is when we looked at building a metaverse a couple of years ago, we asked ourselves the question, what is a metaverse? Is a metaverse defined yet? So we went back and we looked at Second Life because that's an example for a lot of us as a non-blockchain version of a metaverse. And then we took a lot of time studying the Centraland, the Sandbox, Somnium Space, Generation One metaverses that are blockchain-based. We did a lot of lessons learned, and I've been fortunate to work with the Decentraland team, some of the people at the Sandbox, with Sebastian and the great group of people he's brought together, Arthur at Somnium Space. These are founders that are very open. Uh, they're willing to share information. They're also very mature in that they want to learn and improve their product. So I think Game Credits as a company has benefited from being a part of that early metaverse narrative, even though our metaverse is going to be coming out in what I would consider the Generation 2 cohort. I think there's a lot of lessons learned in Genesis Worlds that you're going to see. So as a preface to that, let's get into what Genesis Worlds actually is. So our version of a metaverse is that it can be a lot of things, including a game, and that the users ultimately get to decide 
what that experience is going to be. So we're not trying to box ourselves in, in terms of what our metaverse is going to be, but it's going to be in a place where individuals can come in and they can engage in commerce. They can engage in questing. So our metaverse has a questing system and it's community driven. So you can create your own quest. You can bring in other people. We're going to have that quest system that we are pushing out as well um, from a foundation standpoint. So it's built on Ethereum. Genesis Worlds is, and the concept is that there are many different theme worlds in our uh, metaverse. And an example of some of those worlds, uh, we're gonna have a Bitcoin world. We're certainly gonna have a Doge world. We have an art world that's dedicated to NFT art. And we've got some pretty cool artists that are gonna be contributing to that. Uh, those are interesting, but they're not necessarily novel. There's some other really cool aspects of what we're doing. You're going to see some worlds, George, that have nothing to do with cryptocurrency. And these are going to be ways that people that are either not from the crypto world may get onboarded into crypto, finding a place for them in the metaverse, or individuals that are already crypto savvy, and they want a different experience than something that's purely cryptocurrency themed. So we're going to have different worlds like I mentioned, Area 51, um, Atlantis, Candyland, potentially a Las Vegas. And we're also having the community take a lot of sovereign ownership of this process. And that kind of ties into the whole 100 year metaverse, which I'll, I'll mention in a second, because it's got its own kind of backstory. But one of the ways that we plan on having Genesis World's metaverse survive for well over hundred years is that we're gonna be doing a really good job working with our community and having them take over parts of ownership slowly but surely over the next hundred years. And that's a very ambitious goal. So I want to get into a little bit of discussion later on in the conversation about why are we doing a hundred year metaverse and mm-hmm. why are we, so, why are we so confident that that's going to be something that's successful? I think we've got some pretty good answers for that, that we'll get into, but if you're just being introduced to Genesis world's concept right now, um, we are on the cusp of coming up on our mining claim sale. So you're very early on. We've just released the native token for Genesis worlds, which is called Genesis. And that is an ERC 20 token. Yep that lives on the Ethereum blockchain. And it is its own purpose is to facilitate all the economic activity within Genesis world. So it is a dedicated token for that uh, metaverse. And that is out now. So if you are interested in acquiring the token and getting involved in the early days of Genesis worlds, one way that you can do that is by acquiring the Genesis token. And we'll get to a little bit more about that in the conversation as well. All right, thank you. Uh, I'm watching Genesis World here on Coin Market Cup. Actually, it's on discount, right? <laughs> it's it's really cheap. So if you guys want to jump in, now is the time. Jason, you talk about different worlds. What do you mean with this? What what are the different worlds? Are these like planets? People yes, exactly. Will, people will be able to get inside these worlds slash planets and build their own creations. Exactly. So once Genesis Worlds is fully launched, we are going to be having, I think we've got 24 worlds initially that are going to be coming out. And then after that, successfully once a month, we'll be releasing a new world and you'll be able to buy land on this world. And you're going to see that there's 3D models of this world that will show you what it looks like. And each world is going to have its own theme, its own unique look and feel. And there's going to be rules that are unique to each world. So in the mining claim sale that we have coming up, this is your first chance to actually get involved in grabbing land in Genesis Worlds. Yes, the Genesis token is out, and we'll talk a little bit about that. That fuels the Genesis World economy, 
But ultimately, if you're a creator, if you want to do something with real economic activity, you want to be a landholder in Genesis Worlds. And the mining claim sale that's coming up probably the end of December or early January, we'll be announcing that date and locking in and soon. That is your first chance to actually get involved deeply in the Genesis Worlds economy. Mining claims are ERC 1155s. And All what right. these, these are basically mining claims for individual worlds. So if you were interested in uh, Bitcoin world, you be, may be able to buy a mining claim and that gives you multiple direct access into Genesis world. So the first thing that mining claim does is it allows you to earn Genesis tokens passively. So as long as you've got your mining claim, your ERC 1155 inside of your wallet, whether it's MetaMask or Trust, you're now passively earning Genesis tokens and you will do that for the next hundred years. So that's something that is baked in to the economy. So that's the first way that you can start actually earning a passive income. But beyond that, the mining claim allows you to redeem for a single parcel of land within Genesis Worlds on an individual um, world. So if you're really interested in Doge World for some reason and you wanna get involved, that mining claim that you buy in the upcoming sale will allow you to redeem for a parcel of land on Doge World. And whether you have a parcel of land, George, uh, in Doge World, Bitcoin World, Art World, if you are a creator, you're gonna be able to come in and actually start building on that land, of course, and producing economic activity. And we're gonna have a very robust, easy to use, fun to use builder coming out for 3D. Perfect. So uh, we're doing this the approach of, I want my mother to be able to sit down with me a year and a half and actually be able to deploy a very basic scene onto her land. And that's one of the approaches that we're taking. We don't want you to feel intimidated that you have to hire a developer to help you deploy an asset. This is going to be for everybody. And it's going to be something that it can be as little or as much as you want. That, that's great to hear. Uh, when do you expect the builder to be ready? I believe we're going to be aiming to have the builder ready several months, obviously, before the launch. And we're looking right now at about things take a little bit more time than people um, prognosticate, especially in the blockchain world. Obviously. So probably a year and a half from now is when I would like to say that we're going to be either halfway or coming out of our beta. So the builder should be available several months before that. So I'm going to say as early as maybe a year from now, we'll be able to show people. Yeah, what the builder looks like, maybe able to go in and do some test builds, get familiar with it. But the nice thing is, you're probably going to be pretty comfortable with the builder within five to 10 minutes of using it for the first time. And that's the goal. The goal is that you don't feel yeah. intimidated, that it's a click, 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 and a deploy experience. It, it has to be super easy for normal people like me who doesn't have uh, the 3D knowledge and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. So th this is really important for adoption. So people can come in and start building. All right. Uh, now let's talk about what, uh, let's say I join uh, Genesis World. All right. And I, I got a land plot in Bitcoin world, for example. What can I do with this land plot? Can I monetize it? What, yes. what are my options? So there's a lot of cool things that happen. As a landowner, you're gonna first have governance say over the decisions that happen in that world. So George, if you and I become owners in Doge world, we've obviously made an economic incentive and we may actually be putting in our, our time too, our sweat equity to build up that world. We will have a vote in the governance of that world. So that's the first thing is if you actually make an investment into a world, you as a landowner will have some influence on the governance of how that world is operated. Beyond that, once the game is launched, the metaverse is open in Genesis Worlds, 
you're going to be able to do just about anything. And I'm going to go through what anything uh, encompasses. So if you're someone who's in there to have fun and leisure, your land can simply be a place where you and your friends meet. And it's a beginning point for questing. And you can go out and explore all the different worlds in Genesis worlds and use that questing system uh, to the fullest advantage that we're going to be building it out. But you could also take advantage of a lot of the economic uh, opportunities. So you can build a functional business on your land. You can run events on your land. You could do educational opportunities on your land. You can even bring meetings into the metaverse and conduct real business, enter a lawyer's office and sit down and have a consultation. That's the future. We're, it is. And I know these are easy things to say. We're going to do a really good job on educating all of our fan base on what you can do and how you can do it. And I'm going to go back, George, to the earlier comment, spending a lot of time in the metaverse before we actually did anything. We just spent a couple of years learning about the rules of the road. I believe you're going to see some of the benefits of that come through and how our product actually functions. We're making sure that we're learning from a lot of the mistakes. So the builder, making sure that it's um, at the very basic level and you build up from that ensuring that you work with your community from day one to make sure that they have a say in the decisions that are happening in the metaverse and that we slowly but surely over time give them more of the reins as they prove that they're willing to step up to the plate and contribute also making sure that there's good educational resources let's not assume that this is something that everyone knows about almost nobody yeah. knows about this yeah, so we have right. to we have to assume that and prove to everyone else that we're able to bring them in and teach them that this is a fun thing and if we don't do that we can't expect to sit back and everyone just to show up. So we're get, taking a very proactive approach to education. We're um, very popular on Twitter spaces and a lot of the other new um, ways to get out to the public uh, and show them about what we're doing at Genesis Worlds. So essentially, to answer your question with your land, you're going to be able to do anything. You're going to be able to rent that out. You can go ahead and flip that if you're just looking to make some money off appreciation. You can use it for leisure and go ahead and quest. You could build a man cave and watch sports with your friends on the weekend. Essentially, you could put up a build with a big screen TV and have a stream feeding in from somewhere else. So your imagination is going to be probably the only limitation that happens with your land on Genesis world. I like, I like that very much. Uh, now, let's say I don't have a land. I'm just a regular user who's joining uh, the metaverse. What are my options? Now, we talked about the monetization aspect, but what about those who learn the, this virtual world long after the others where the land is sold out and they can't afford to buy a land plot? They will be able to do what? Quests? Yeah, so there's we've really thought about this. And again, going back to watching how other metaverses in the early days built up, one of the concerns for myself was When I went to my friends and showed them some of these existing metaverses, George, when they came back to me, they said, Jay, this looks great, but I can't afford 5,000, 10,000, exactly. right? So, you know, what's, what's in it for me? And, you know, that really, that got me thinking because a lot of people aren't going to be comfortable putting in that size of uh, investment early on, but they very well may want to do that after they've spent some time in there and learned what the economy can do for them. So how do we make sure we don't price people out and that we are catering to everybody? So at Genesis Worlds, if you hold the Genesis token, you're already part of that economy doing something. Holding the token allows you to engage in governance for the whole metaverse. So while owning land or a mining claim allows you to have governance over the individual world that it's attached to, If you hold Genesis token, that gives you ability to share in the governance for the entire metaverse. So you're going to have a say in the decision and the direction of the metaverse just for holding the token. But 
beyond that, this is going to be a play to earn environment. Yes, you're going to be able to engage in quests. We're also going to be, and I'll talk a little bit about this, George. I can't go into too much detail, but one okay. of the big things for us, and I know you feel the same way, blockchain was meant to take walled gardens. As great as World of Warcraft was, as great as Fortnite is, League of Legends, they're walled gardens. We yep. want to break out of that. And you know what I was sold when I first heard about Metaverse in 2017 was that one day you're going to be able to take your avatar from one world and go to another, take your in-game item and go here. And I got excited about that as a gamer. Hallelujah. Everyone's finally listening to us. Show me where it is. I haven't seen a whole lot of that yet. And I know good things take time. At Genesis Worlds, we've been spending a lot of time before we even told the public about what we're doing to go out and talk to other metaverses that had a similar roadmap, a similar timeline, a similar vision, uh, similar culture, and similar technical goals. And we said, look, we would love to eventually create a multiverse, something where metaverses can actually connect to each other. And that was probably something that's going to be easier to do early on than to launch a metaverse and try to build plumbing in for metaverses that already exist years down the line. So one thing that we're doing right now is we're spending a lot of time understanding who are our neighbors in the metaverse right now. Yes, we know about the big metaverses, um, Upland, Decentraland, uh, but what about these generation two metaverses? They're exploding. There seems that there's one every 10 minutes coming out. Yep. Well, one, what we spend a lot of time to understand at Game Credits and Genesis Worlds, who our neighbors are. We want to know the ones that actually are doing things that we think are going to improve society and bring a lot of people in. And we're talking to them. We're breaking virtual bread and we're seeing what we can do to potentially link our economies in some functional way. So I can't say too much more about that because these are long-term conversations there's a lot of moving parts to these things. And in crypto, nothing's for sure until it's for sure. But I can tell you that the, philo the philosophy at Genesis World is that the future of gaming is cooperative and complementary. It's not combative and uh, a lot of competition. I think for metaverses to really flourish, you're going to have to have some maturity as a gaming company and work with other gaming companies that have similar goals. Otherwise, you're going to fragment this population of gamers into these little silos and we already saw what happened for the last 30 years yeah. i'm not interested and i don't i don't want to go back down that path and genesis worlds the whole team is very much for having an open economy and an open metaverse that's not a buzzword for us that's something that we're spending a lot of time on and i'm hopefully going to be able to show the world along with the rest of game credits that in the future the metaverse truly is complementary it doesn't have to be competitive I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with you in this. And since we talk about collaborations, I believe that uh, Genesis World will be open and to collaborate with other metaverses, right? That's correct. It's a big, uh, it's one of our biggest priorities right now. Obviously, we want to produce a really good experience, but part of producing that experience is allowing other experience to take place that you wouldn't be able to produce within your own world. So, Again, uh, you'll see some of the fruits of this labor down the line. Uh, I really think, though, that this is going to be something that all metaverses have to start taking a serious look at. And you're either going to be proactive or you're going to be reactive to this. We want to be proactive and set the trend. Jason, what do you think about connecting the metaverses? Like we all talk about the metaverse as a, a single phrase, but uh, in the end of the day, we have all these different metaverses. So do you think all these will be connected the upcoming years. For example, Genesis World will be a neighbor of Decentraland or the Sandbox. 
with bridging these all these metaverses somehow together? I believe if both metaverses feel that there's value, that more and more going forward, you're going to see a corporate willingness to um, take a chance, take a risk, form uh, a strategic partnership. And I think that this is going to be something that five years from now, it's just common sense. Right now, it's almost taboo. Like, are you sure you're going to do that? What, what if this happens or what if this happens? What if you don't do it? What if you became, still become exactly. a walled garden? Yeah. Like that's what people should be talking about because we already know what the results are and they're not that great. And the market's telling us that they're not that great. Gamers are the ones that make this industry, not the game companies. The game companies are fulfilling a need that the gamers are coming out and ask saying like, well, this is what we want. So let's give them what they want. So George, I do think you're going to see that. I also think you're going to see that there's going to be a consolidation period coming because there's so many metaverses coming out. And like you said, well, what is a metaverse? This one says it's this. This one says it's that. Are they both metaverses? Or is only one or the other? And who's the authority on this? Well, it's so early on. I think we're the authority. Everyone's the authority. I think the market will decide that. I believe you're going to see some metaverses that struggle to get market share, maybe absorbed into other metaverses. So you could go into a metaverse, George, that has an area within its metaverse that's got a, an area within its metaverse. With, and you may see multiple yep. metaverse, right? And it, so it almost be like there's a game in the metaverse, but that game used to be a metaverse itself before it was absorbed by another metaverse. So this is going to get really fun and exciting. If you're someone who's sitting back and watching this, uh, things are going to almost like in space, they're going to collapse and orbits are going to suck certain things into each other. And the experiences are all going to kind of be one seamless um, experience, I guess, yeah, and ultimately. The truth, Jason, is that uh, as myself watching the blockchain gaming industry for a couple of years, I see so many games adding the metaverse word next to their names. Like everyone is trying to to make money out of the metaverse world. So uh, the, the truth is that we have a lot of, uh, allow me the expression, shitty metaverses that definitely won't make it up the the whole scene reminds me the 2017 ico where yeah yeah so we are in the far far west here but yeah i think things will take their normal uh, path i believe from maybe next year or so all right um let's talk about tokenomics shall we um, you have your own uh, token, which is how much it's the max supply. So Genesis Worlds eventually will have a max supply of 1 billion, but that emission will not reach that mark until probably 100 years from now. 100 years. All right. Yeah. So right now, I think the total emissions of Genesis Worlds is very small. We're talking in the millions of coins because the token was just launched about three weeks ago. So it's not something that's easily uh, acquirable because the only way that you can get the token right now of uh, Genesis is by holding game. And if you go to Genesis.game, our website, you'll see that we've got a farming portal. If you take your yep. game credits, you can stake your game credits and earn Genesis tokens passively every day. And right now, the APR is about 150 or 160%. percent So yeah, there you go. So um, this is DeFi with Metaverse or GameFi. Yep. It's structured so that it's not going to collapse. Um, it's just a very solid product. We did a lot of thinking about this before we put it out there, um, ensuring that the token is going to have a healthy economy to flourish. And we also did something, George, which was 
it's very different. There's no early bonuses. There's no pre-sale. The team isn't getting any Genesis tokens. Um, some of our vendors coming in, they're not getting tokens. If, if a partner show up, shows up and says, I want to do this and this for you, how many tokens am I getting? The answer is zero. Um, and it's not because we don't like working with our partners. It's because we want to make sure that the community gets first crack at this. This is for the community. We're not going to say it's for the community and then do a ton of enterprise stuff that gives them priority. Our enterprise partners are important and we're going to be giving them priority in different ways. But the token itself, which is the lifeblood of the economy, you can only get that the same. I have to get it the same way as anyone else. And that's how it should be. There should be no preferential um, treatment. And that's something that the community has really liked. They've sat back and said, you guys really do want this to be for us. And then us is everyone. I really admire this decision. To be honest, everyone is uh, selling their tokens uh, on pre-sales at very, very expensive prices. Um, to be honest, I've seen some metaverses selling their tokens far more expensive than what Genesis World is with a much higher supply and uh, a linear um, rewarding that they get the tokens out really, really fast and they do oversupply the market with their tokens. So the, the tokenomics are really, really not good. In contrast to Genesis Worlds, which you don't do an ICO or an IDO, and that's really something um, to admire, definitely. So well done on this. Thank you. Well done. Oh, all right, now uh, a few last questions. Uh, I've seen the trailer, it's amazing. Uh, how do you feel about the graphics? Uh, I think they are incredible. And given the fact that we are one year and a half away from the game, and graphics usually tend to be low quality when you have so much time to develop, but your trailer is a rock star. So how do you feel about this? So first off, thank you uh, about the trailer. We, everything we've done, we've spent a little bit of time. So we probably could have come to market six months earlier. And interesting um, historical fact, we announced Genesis Worlds on the same day that Facebook announced Meta. So right. uh, depending on how you look at it, we, it was great timing or, or poor timing because there was a lot of overshadowing. But I think it shows you that we're on trend. We probably could have launched six months earlier. Why didn't we? We're not worried about rushing things to market. We've been around since 2014. There's a lot of poise and maturity that comes with being around the blockchain space that long and continuing to survive and thrive. So for us, we really wanted to make sure that the trailer was representative of what you're going to see. So we're looking at the Unreal 5 engine, which should be um, ready to go early next year. We haven't solidified that yet. So if you're listening, that's not gospel, but we're very bullish on what that engine could do for us. And for the poly count, we're going to try and strike a really happy medium. And this is going to be a challenge. I don't want to sugarcoat this. Every metaverse has a, a challenge with this or they're not being honest. Um, we want to strike a, a nice balance between fluidity of gameplay or ease of getting into the uh, the metaverse and using it versus um, the graphics quality. So if you go over really, really high-end graphics, you're going to have performance issues. And of course, if you go for too low graphics, um, yeah, the poly count looks off. It, it doesn't really feel like you're in, in an immersive experience. It's, it's, it's a tough sell. So for us, we want to strike that balance. And that's why we're not going to commit 100% to what we're going to use. We're going to make sure we pick the best... Um, complement and we're also going to make sure that we can project into the future well if we really are really good at predicting what the market's going to look like a couple of years from now 
then our product's going to be aligned for that well before it even happens. And that's something that is a competitive advantage for us. We're, we've had that for a while. That's why we were looking at the metaverse about two and a half years ago. We're not going to give up that advantage easily. So we're talking that uh, Genesis World, since you build it on Unreal, uh, it will be an executable standalone for PC or it's going to be browser-based? We're going to look at the best. Ideally, we want the user to have to do as little as possible to get into the game. So if you have to download an executable, that opens up a lot of complexity. So that's going to be one of the real determining factors for us is the quality of the gameplay is that impacted by the lack of ease for actually accessing the gameplay. And right now, a lot of people want to be doing things to the browser. Mobile is the pervasive way that things are going. So I wouldn't be surprised if we either had a, both a mobile and an executable complement, but I don't see us going in the direction of only having executable because it really pushes us out from the mobile space. And that's a really big, that's really a big focus for us. All right, perfect. So, sounds really good for me. Uh, last question for me. You guys uh, chosen uh, Polygon, correct? Yes. So why did you choose Polygon? That's maybe <laughs> that's, pro that's probably one of the best questions. So back in July of last year, when we moved from our proof of work legacy blockchain yep. to the Ethereum network, we took a look again at, we said, so who do we think one year from now? And there's a theme with game credits. We're always looking to the future. Where do we think one year from now Ethereum is going to be both with mainnet and the sidechain situation. And back then it was Matic, of course. We were one of the first partners to ever um, work with Matic and integrate into their um, sidechain. They've been such a good partner for us, George. It's, it's really hard to put into words how important they've been to us. Uh, we've certainly done what we can to help them out. They've just been extremely reliable. We've had such an easy time onboarding users because of the Polygon network. And of course, the gas fee is the popular answer, yes. um, right? And that is the motivating factor. But deeper than that, they've been a first class um, company to, to work with. Whenever we need something, they're there. If we have an issue with um, someone using our software and, and it becomes something related to the, the, the Polygon network, they're right there to support us. So it's given us a higher profile as a company and it's also given our community more confidence that we have such a strong partner. So for us, I, I, we only have good things to say about Polygon. We've talked to them every day. They've been with us every step of the way and we expect they're gonna be a big part of the Genesis World story going into the future. Truth be told, with everyone uh, I talked who owns a project on Polygon, they praise Polygon. They are professionals from what I hear from everyone. So that's, that's a really good foundation for a metaverse, obviously. All right. Uh, thank you very much for uh, being here with me. We really value your uh, output, your input, and your project. Like Game Credits is the first gaming token actually on the blockchain uh, so you guys have a vast experience in the gaming and the metaverse sector sector so it's a really a pleasure to talk with you thank you very much again well likewise george e-gamers you guys have been supportive of us uh if you guys are listening you guys like you guys have also done great in the last year i want to thank you guys and you give you guys some kudos as well you were looking to really grow and that's exactly what you've done. I've had so many people come to me in the last six months and say, Hey, I read something on eGamers. I'm like, yes, that's what I want to hear.
Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And guys, don't forget to check out the links in the description. Everything you need to know about game credits and Genesis World, you can find it there. Enjoy your day. And for both of us, have fun. Bye-bye. Take care.